0: Me right. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. This this is the version of this song that they should have fucking went with for the intro. I love this version of the song. Um anyway, welcome everybody. Welcome, hello, and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me. After the collision comes the wreckage. Brought to you by channelattitude.com. Please subscribe for five dollars a month and the Hamin Media Group. This is the wreckage. I'm Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry if you ever forget how to spell my last name. I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show. Joining me tonight is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Fort Phillip Coast, from the blood of Alexander the Great, and today he's not even late. A great friend to you and me, Jimmy T of the PwC. Jimmy, how the hell are you, Philos?
1: Oh, very impressive, Chris. As a matter of fact, the fact that... You said the wreckage comes after the collision first impressed me. But the fact you said, what's up, friend, in Greek, impressed me even more. I'm great, man. So, yeah, no. I'm ready for the wreckage because after tonight, well, last night's collision, I think we've got a lot to say, Chris. So, yeah, I'm just wrapped to be here on ChannelAttitude.com via Hameen ready Group.
0: Yes, yes, yes. All right. Also joining us uh, on his second tour of Wreckage Duty. Can't quite tell if it's Worky or Shooty. Shooty, a doctor, a lawyer. From the east coast the one and only evil dose jeff lippman how the hell are you you
2: doing great what's popping yo
0: also if you didn't get that reference Chaver is the hebrew word for friends um, hmm.
2: we're all friends here
0: we're all friends here we're all like friends. stevie
2: nicks and kenny loggins
0: absolutely say what's up to the chat everybody uh, let's see who we got. We man, you guys are you guys are just killing it already. We've got Lab Rat, Aaron's here, Media M5, G Quadruple Three Ball, and Ooh. Retro Rocket Review. Review. So all right. welcome all of you and everybody else who filters in later. Welcome, bienvenue, uh bienvenido, etc., etc. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Yeah, um, welcome, guys. We have any news to discuss, anything that we want to talk about before we get into this episode of Collision? I know Jeff probably just wants to jump straight into the show, but...
1: uh, I'm always happy to do news, but
2: Jimmy's
0: got his
1: finger up. I've got one sort of important news tidbit, maybe, but apparently CM Punk wants to sue the chicken, Bill Barty. Barty. (laughs) So yeah, it seems like he wants to sue him because of uh, whatever he wrote in the dirt. So Bill Barty, if you're listening to this... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, he sent a he sent a cease and desist letter about
2: something that Bill Body wrote. Uh I don't know. I, I think he I think he's gotten a little bit ahead of himself. I mean, he doesn't he remember that he lost his suit against Dr. or Dr. Amon lost his suit against him for the exact same basically the exact same underlying cause of action, different circumstances of cause, and, and, and caused a giant rift with his then best friend, which is I mean, you know, it, 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 it's not directly related to all the drama that's going on, but it, you can't really separate. The news I wanted to say is that Tony Khan, of course, because he couldn't resist, added three more matches to the Zero Hour pre-show in addition to Athena versus Billy Starks. So you know that one's going to be a barn burner. But three <laughs> meaningless matches, all multi-man matches. Swerve's group, the embassy against someone, some three-man group. I don't care if it does matter. Swerve's group is going to get their win back because Swerve had to take the loss against... Tanahashi, who we will have i'm sure a lot to say about his uh lower joints um and uh that's right japanese <laughs> i didn't even know that that's, that's brilliant I was too busy thinking about mine with tony's fingerprint um but uh he also has uh, el fantasma i think el desperado against Stu grayson gee i wonder who's going to lose that one um and then there's uh the united empire of uh, craft condiments versus some other three-man group and i assume that the united empire since they're semi new japan and semi aw they're going to beat whichever random three-man
0: group this is don't really know though all right yeah and billy body getting sued um i could not give a shit less about billy body getting sued but also seriously cm punk why are you like what The ultimate act of selling for a fucking mark here is 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 selling for a guy who, you know, he he runs a tiny little piece of shit sort of, you know, dirt sheet website. And you're going to sue him because what? Because he said, I don't like the fact that you held up a support LGBTQ plus sign like that's I mean, Jeff, you're the lawyer, but that's even legally. That's pretty fucking lame. Yeah,
2: I mean, first of all, I mean, listen, you can argue whether they're truth journalism all day, but I mean, it's writing a blog. It's 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 first amendment. Again, Dr. Oman lost the suit against CM Punk for speaking his mind uh, in, in a similar form. And I mean, Bill Body makes his money from apparently doing like being a bookie or something or giving betting uh, advice. I, I don't it's it's like the wrestling thing is like what he wants people to know he does, but he really wants them to to He'll follow, take his betting advice and shit. And the, well, who's he? With, does he work with Brad Shepard, the guy who who got Cam from HMG?
0: yeah all of them guys hate each other now though it's like a whole like civil war amongst all of the all of the all of the people who were cast off from hmG they all cast each other off and now they hate each other so it's it's a lot of fun to watch them burn well, off you, in their little corners
2: if you read their stuff I mean listen I'm not saying that they don't have points like sometimes I agree with their wrestling points, but they, they do with such vitriol and venom I mean these, these guys they're, they're the blood that runs through their their bodies are hate and I'm evil dose I'm saying that.
0: <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong it's a whole lot of real angry people um but hey that's twitter um also i mean it's the counterbalance to most twitter wrestling which is just ridiculous i don't know if you saw um, well you did see i'm sure you saw uh john draper had that tweet Uh, This was up on the HMG uh, Facebook page. Somebody posted it. And, uh, you know, he he tweeted a picture of this arena where his son was graduating. And he said, oh, I I assure you, this is the hard camera side, which is a funny little joke. And he had, I don't know, a hundred fucking AEW marks just responding with, why are
3: you obsessed with AEW? Leave them alone. It was like.
0: It was like the it was like the the Twitter version of like that leave Britney alone meme from like 2010 or whatever. Holy yeah, font. but you
2: know what? Even though it was a high school graduation, the demo was bad because there were a lot of parents and grandparents there. They were outside of the key demo, so the demo was like a 0.18. Ah,
0: it's not good. It's yeah. not good, and that's what really matters.
2: Big fail on that graduation. By the way, it's, it's his daughter's or or daughter. Ah, okay. Not, not, that, hey. not that anyone in the audience that, that matters, but it, on the off chance John Draper is
0: watching those, I'm here. He knows I know. So, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, so shout out to John Draper.
0: Right. Shout out to John. I don't know who he is or what he does, but I just and know. That. It's I just know that that brother.
2: Was funny. Oh, brother. shoot, brother.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, cool. Cool. One
1: of the um, 30, of them. They're like a litter of cats. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not get into that.
0: If you... <laughs> speaking of cats no we won't actually go there um all right so that's pretty much the news uh that's pretty much the news for this week billy body's getting sued which is funny um and also cm punk i don't know he's kind of a little bitch uh billy <laughs> Body, you might think
2: you're cool but you're not jimmy exhaling
1: and, and inhaling and exhaling on the air cool Ooh,
0: that's yeah. right
1: <laughs> exactly and you know what yeah fuck cm punk but fuck Bill body anyway man
0: yeah honestly kind of fuck both them guys um that's all right it. let's let's get into the let's get into the investigation of the collision here boys let's uh, let's really start sifting through the wreckage um <laughs> that's good uh, so the first three segments of this i watched afterwards and i watched them out of order so if it happens to be out of order i apologize to everybody but i did watch everything um from what I saw, we start the show off with Tony Schiavone in the ring, hyping the show, as well as Forbidden Door. Is this where everybody else started, to?
2: Yeah, it started with Jericho okay. as the first person. All right, so.
0: good, good, good. So he calls out Darby Allin and Sting, but instead it's time for Judas. Judas, of course, gets a, a lot of reaction from the crowd here in Toronto. They chant, welcome back. Chris Jericho gets in the ring and tells Tony Schiavone, shut up. He also says, and you too, Toronto I'm not going to sit here and listen to your pandering. I'm not from Toronto. I'm from Winnipeg, you stupid idiots. Which, I mean, no. as a as a quasi-Winnipegger, I loved. Um, also fuck Toronto in general.
2: Except, of course, he let them finish the entire song before he told them to shut up. So it was a little hollow.
1: Yeah. But can I say something about Jericho? Have you noticed two weeks ago he looked fat? Right. But, but did you notice how much weight he's lost suddenly in two weeks? I don't know if it was the jacket, if he wears the
2: jacket, or, but yeah, I definitely noticed he looked different. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. How does he do that? It could have been yeah, the jacket,
1: it's... but, well, yeah. It could be. Goalie.
0: <laughs> <He> could be. <laughs> it, it could be. You know, some guys just have like a weird body type where like their body reacts to very minimal exercise. I know that that was sort of the, that was sort of something that people used to say about Scott Hall in his prime where, he would show up sometimes looking like he was a little bit fat and then he would do like six sit-ups and all of a sudden you'd see his abs again
2: okay as somebody who actually bought steroids from scott hall through his dealer <laughs> that's a uh,
4: true story I, 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 I,
0: I, I can assure you that it had nothing to do with six sit-ups oh <laughs> okay four setups you still have to work out when you take steroids you it's not you, like they you just you have to work out
2: but he, he sold them out of the back of gold's gym i mean he was working out <laughs> it was just he was <laughs> yeah, in cycles and and between the types of things he was cycling
0: where we really need to go into that story at some point on the air jeff but uh maybe we'll yeah, get around true. to it on a day when yeah. you have more time.
2: And for you fuckers who were looking at me and going, what are you talking? It was 1987 and 1980. <laughs> okay. So give, so, so give the old man a break. I yeah. was two
0: years old the last time you were in shape, Jeff. Good yeah. job.
1: Actually, yeah, right as on. a matter of fact, I was like uh, five years old <laughs> when when you were in shape, That's Jeff. That's right.
0: I'm not
2: like the Masked Mania Frank Goodman, and I stayed Jack forever. <laughs> right
1: on. Actually, I was four, not five.
0: All right, picked your ass. So, so Jericho basically says, "You know, Sting, Darby, we want to know who the third man is," which is exactly what Tony Schiavone was inviting them out to talk about in the first place. Why are you even here, Chris Jericho? <laughs> anyway, Jericho says, "But I know you know Tony Schiavone, and if you don't tell me, I'm gonna break your face." He was like. Tony was literally saying, hey, Sting and Darby, you would have known who the third man was if you just didn't hit your fucking music earlier. Like, now you had to wait for your entrance, you had to go in and talk some shit to Toronto, then you had to wait for Sting and Darby to enter. Just stay in the fucking back, you would have known five minutes earlier, Chris. What the fuck (laughs) are you doing, you stupid idiot? (laughs)
2: <laughs> right and he also thinks that because the music is there like jericho's got a, a bat to his neck he's gonna threaten him and because the sting music comes now all of a sudden he's he's got his composure back to go it's sting! like he's still oh been hit him with the, the
1: bat i mean you know sting doesn't rush
2: oh. <laughs> that, that cringed me in the
0: head
1: that literally sting, cringed me the fact sting, he's like hey,
0: sting! like still i'm like really come on sting man. also has japanese um all right let's see here um Sting and Darby come out. Uh, Darby tells Jericho to shut up. He tells Sammy that who's not there this week. That if he shows up, he's going to get his ass kicked, uh, just like their partner once kicked Chris Jericho's ass at the to- at the Tokyo Dome. That was that was not a good uh, transition there at all. Uh, I think Darby maybe needs to spend some time on podcasts so he can learn his transitions a little better. <laughs> um, so Tetsuro Nyato, uh comes to the ring. <laughs> Uh, he's he's dressed like Elton John, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. How come he didn't play the song?
2: <laughs> he, he's right. Dude. I mean, if it wasn't Elton John, it was Fat Elvis. So, I mean, Elton John's better because <laughs> he's never fat.
1: So. First of all, when he wears uh, that, it's usually on special occasions. Huh. So, I guess it was a special occasion for him. Hey, and he received the pop. I mean, the fans were chanting his name before his music even hit.
2: It was a special occasion. He got $7,500 just to wear that and walk down and
1: and stare. Well, I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't really speak English. Have you heard him speak English?
2: No, I don't, I don't need him to <laughs> that's speak That's how English. he
1: would say it, English. He's fine without speaking English. He, he made his point. <laughs> it's just now, the look, outfit was silly. Tetsuya Naito is one of my favorites from Japan, man. He's it, great, I think, it, anyway. He's just a little godfather, that's all. Well, he's yeah. the leader of Los Ingebernables de Japón.
2: What, what do you call a hot train in Japanese? That's not a joke, I'm asking.
0: <laughs>
1: ho-train?
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. A ho-train. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, there's no R's in, in Japanese. Anyway, um, stare oh, down. Underage. that's the
2: punchline, right?
0: <laughs> there's a stare down and the heels powder out. That's it. That's the segment. Um, So I guess it's going to be Tetsuya Naito teaming with Sting and Darby, taking on Sammy, Chris Jericho, and who's the other Japanese guy? was the
1: other Japanese guy? Oh, (laughs) Suzuki.
0: Yeah, right. That guy. Yeah, Honda.
2: Murder
0: Grandpa. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Murder Grandpa. And and they had the Sammy Zane, uh, Jimmy Uso handshake. Yeah, that was weird, man, because it looked kind of awkward sort of thing but you know what the one thing about minoru suzuki the guy as old as he is he, he doesn't age once he aged if that makes any sense he looks the same every year he's i mean crazy. seriously honestly yeah. who's older jericho
2: or suzuki i mean aren't suzuki, they suzuki. by how much like how like
1: is it like four more than four years apart suzuki's got to be pushing 60 surely man i'll, I'll look at that up actually in the meantime mm-hmm. but um yeah it should i'm pretty sure he's a lot older than jericho at least by eight years Okay. But I'll tell you in a moment, but you guys continue while I look that up. Sure.
0: Anyway, four really old guys with broke down bodies, and also Darby Allen, whose body is going to be broken down right away, and Sammy Guevara, whose body is going to be broken down right away because of the way that they, you know, work. So that's cool. It's <laughs> like it's like a before and after version on, on each team, you know? there's like before you work like an idiot and after you work like an idiot on each team. Awesome.
2: I'm going to full screen because the chat has distracted me, but I think Aaron Ben Shlomo, uh, he uh, answered my question that the Japanese ho train looks like real.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Ben Shlomo. Actually, Jeff, uh, you're kind of, well, I guess you're right. Suzuki is 55, Jericho is 52.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, Jericho, you know, he, he looks pretty good for his age. I mean, people can call him fat or whatever, but man's 52. Yeah. Um, Suzuki looks like 72.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's still
2: tough, man. He can still go. It looks like he got his hair cut by the the chicken hawk from those cartoons.
1: (laughs) He's always had that hairstyle, except for when he had sort of like a rat tail happening.
2: Listen, I know he's actually really tough. I know he did MMA, MMA and he was like, he's 50, a legend you know, in MMA. Like, committed, like, like, real fighters, not like losing to people like Punk. Dude,
1: his profession is actually the Greek style of wrestling, which is pancreas. Which is, uh, that does not sound tough at all. What are you talking to- about? He's tough. Don't worry
0: about
2: that. It sounds like, like he that- talked to you to your pancreas, is what it is. <laughs> it is all I heard from that. <laughs> Jesus
0: all Christ. All right. Gonna welcome a couple other people into the chat here. Uh, Bilzy and uh opinion haver oh i know that guy um oh. actually pretty funny here i like i like retro rocket comments review here about having the vet come on and tell us the history of every japanese wrestler that appeared yesterday in the aw he wrote us a
2: right letter <laughs> uh, worry." he gave us a brief
0: <laughs> yeah uh yeah don't worry about it that's taking care of business here um <laughs> also eating dinner so what's up to you guys welcome to the chat um All right, next up here, Miro with a video promo. He talks about how um, uh, his god uh, told him that he would be successful, but his god turned his back on him. So he is turning his back on his god and his gold and his beautiful wife. And I don't – why? Why is he doing this? Why is he turning his back on his wife? I don't understand. Viv, Lana,
2: Yeah, I don't understand (laughs) that either. Back on the table. I mean, I, I love mean, gets, I love Miro.
0: I like I I fucking love Miro. I'm so happy to see him back on my t- my TV. What what was the point of this his, video? His
2: last line he meant to say I am godless, but he it sounded like he said gutless. And someone on Twitter posted it too and I'm like thought I, just my ears were playing with me. But he definitely said godless. He meant godless, but that that's the only problem with it. I just don't know what he's doing with this. And by the way, everybody who's renounced God in in Fiction and literature and and historicity usually ends up with you know being the victim of a flood, a lightning bolt, or being turned to stone or salt. So I'm I'm not really sure what the end game here is. Well, that
0: makes me worried. Um, no, no storms. Uh, anyway, yeah, Miro was was there. That was good. Um, that's about it. I don't have much to say about this video. Uh, next up here, we've got another match as Tanahashi and Swerve. Will uh, face off against each other. And uh, Tanahashi is definitely hitting his old man stage of his professional wrestling career. Jimmy? Oh, it's
1: sad, man. It's sad because I'm a big fan of Tana. But uh, actually, funny enough, when uh, me and the vet did uh, the machismo on the PWC network this past week, he was telling me how bad Tanahashi is looking right now. And then I saw him on collision. And I hate to say it, man, as much as I love him and as much as I am a fan of his, he's got to just call it quits, man, right now. I mean, he's out of shape. He can't move anymore. It's just not Hiroshi Tanahashi of old anymore. Not that he has been for the past few years, but he's just... I mean, look at him. He can barely move. He fell off the top rope Jeff Hardy style. Yeah, he did. He's not on drugs, put it that way. But he's just, yeah, he's not Jeff Hardy. Well, but I no, mean, really, he
2: needs I mean, to like Viagra and like uh, <laughs> well. you know Genko and and like <laughs> anti-arthritics. Those are drugs, aren't they?
0: Well, blue Chew!
1: blue No, but really, he needs to at least take some time off and and heal up, He's or just going. retire.
2: It's, it's it's done. Those 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 legs. I mean, from the knees down, where he wore his knee pads was hiding part of it, and that's part on purpose and part to stabilize him. But like. From his knees down, his calves. I, if you told me that those were prosthetics, I would believe you because they're 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 like atrophied. They're like tiny little sticks, and they are bow. He is bow legged now, and you're right. He can barely walk, and it's and it's sad. And like I know what he was. I saw him last year. Even there's a, a, a like it's like a, there's like a ten year difference from last year to this year on Forbidden Door. And I'm not going to pretend I was a Tom con- yeah. fan or anything, but I've seen him and like like. He looks like an old man who was jacked in his youth, but just just, you know, can't really work out anymore. And like maybe does like with the with the stretchy things every now and then and, you know, rides the bike or walks in walks in the pool because he can't jog or or, or ride a real bike anymore. And it's it's uh, I don't know. It, It is sad. And. Well,
1: Swerve looked great and Swerve looks like he's bulking up and Swerve's is bulking up, man. He's really bulking up. I mean, he's starting to look huge, like around Ooh, the chest area. He's thickening. Right. No, I like it. I, I'm like guy. I said, it. No, absolutely. I've always been a fan of Swerves, but right now he's looking at his best, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, no, and it's a shame. This, this, I mean, I, I know it's an honor to, you know, go in the ring with Tanahashi and it's, and I know that this was, you know, uh, a nod to Swerve to to get this match on a Saturday night on collision. It's good that Swerve is on collision and maybe will be going forward because he really belongs on this show. Yeah, he does. But this was well, sad, man. Did you but, notice
1: the did you notice the tribute not that anyone probably noticed, but did you notice the tribute that Swerve did when he came out? To what? Well, did you notice the the jacket he was wearing?
2: Wasn't it his pimpalicious jacket that he normally wears?
1: No, it was actually do you remember Jimmy Rave back in the day? Barely. Well, yeah, he used to wear the same jacket, so it was a little it was a little tribute to him saying, you know, R I P to Jimmy Ray. But yeah, that's of why course. he was wearing the same jacket whoever
0: the fuck that was um (laughs) anyway this match was really rough um tanahashi clearly just sort of trying to rely on nostalgia and comedy to get him through his matches which hey i mean if you can barely walk that's kind of what you need to do to get through a match uh at one point though i was very confused he tossed swerve his air guitar and then swerved oh god
1: yeah it was funny don't get me wrong like it was kind of funny but it was stupid at the same time but that's tanahashi for you man that's I, okay.
0: Okay, listen. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just. I just. I don't like wrestling. One hundred and one. Right. Wrestling is meant to simulate a competition between two people who are <laughs> trying to win the match by pinning their opponent's shoulders to the mat for three seconds, or get a submission, or get a countout. Right. That's the point of professional wrestling. If if your opponent's gimmick is that he plays the air guitar and then tosses his air guitar at you, the appropriate response is to punch your opponent in the face, <laughs> not play right. his fucking air guitar for him.
1: You're right, Chris. Je- Technically, you're right. But I think it's out of respect to Tanahashi, man. I felt like Swerve was probably feeling you know, privileged to be in the ring with a legend like Hiroshi Tanahashi. So I think he just played up on it. You know what I mean? All right. Um, anyway,
2: these two clearly... I have breaking news by the way. And I don't know What's if this that? is good news or bad news, but what? I just I just purchased autographed pictures of Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero from Vicky Guerrero directly, both of them for a hundred dollars. I think that's really cheap. Doesn't that yeah, feel like yeah. really cheap for those two guys from Vicky Guerrero? Like she must be like she must well, she you... must not have money.
1: It's a garage sale at uh Vicky Guerrero's house because she's also selling uh Eddie Guerrero's championship belt.
2: I know. She's been selling everything, but I don't I don't want to pay hundreds of dollars for a championship bill
0: yeah because wow. you'd have to defend it jeff and like you said you haven't had abs since 1987.
2: that's <laughs> right I, I need to use all my my dark magic and light magic i need so all. you
1: said 100 bucks is that what they're going for uh
2: apparently you uh, apparently it could have been less i mean i you know that that was my first and only offer i honestly didn't expect to get them
0: wow wow okay interesting okay well go buy go buy shit from Vicky Guerrero who's hawking all her husband's shit. Uh guys, that's, that's She's hopefully. such a
1: cow, man. I don't even want to get into it, but she's really a kale.
0: <sighs> I mean, I'm not I don't want to get into it either, so let's but not she's get into bucks, it. Got 100 bucks, so guys. <laughs>
1: what? <Well.
0: laughs> Let's uh, let's keep talking about this match. I, I, I have written here, clearly these two didn't speak the same language as they <laughs> appear to be a bit lost uh, trying to work with each other. The feet were in the wrong places. They were sort of stumbling over each other. The high fly flow, which looks more like a medium height fly flow, um, yeah. gets countered. Swerve goes for a double stomp, but misses. Tana with the dragon whip, and then he falls off the corner, uh, as Jeff said, just fell right off the corner he got himself back up uh there's a there's a battle for positioning there with swerve uh on the top tanahashi knocks him off hits the slightly higher than medium fly flow and gets the win um this was not a very good match swerve is way 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 too talented to be mucking about with just taking pins from everybody which is what he's been doing lately um they need to push swerve in a real way because he's he's really good and tanahashi is really really old and is you know point number two for my japanese comment uh
1: (laughs) japanese literally in this
0: case it's it's legit yeah. Anyway, MJF appears on the screen. He says Tanahashi isn't on the level of the devil, and tomorrow night he's going to shove the air guitar up Tanahashi's ass. Which doesn't that mean he won't be shoving anything up there because it's an air guitar? That's true. Or That's
5: true.
0: or or is the plan to use like an air compressor? I don't want. You know what? Oh yuck! Know. I, I don't Jesus. want. To know. Come I on, bro. An air compressor.
2: Yeah. So up to this point the show felt very much like it was a continuation of, of Dynamite, just not as frenetic and the pace was still better. But this 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 is why I'm Tony's fingerprints, because to this point it still felt like very much like Tony was booking the show. Agreed.
0: Jimmy.
1: I don't know if Tony was booking the show, but I mean, we forgot to mention at the start of the show, like before the actual show started, if you guys noticed, they had a ripoff of Saturday night's main event, sort of uh theme Spider music, series. no, South. but it was Saturday night's main event. Remember when Saturday night's main event would start and right before the show would kick in, they'll do the interview. You see the rest is doing little like interviews huh. and then, the- and then it'll kick in. But That's
2: AEW do. does. I mean, one of the things they've always done well is uh, show those counter video promos uh, through the show. But yeah, How I mean, I, they
0: always. And I've seen some. I've seen some Mark Henry led segments where those were not good.
2: It, well, this is true. But when they, well, you're right. Um, but I, I was obviously I was in the on the wrestling soup coverage the last night, and everybody was talking about Survivor Series. And frankly, I don't remember that far back either. So. Um,
1: No, that's true. Survivor Series, I remember the old school ones back in the 80s and early 90s. They did do that, too, but it originally started with Saturday Night's main event. Okay. Either way.
2: uh, Either way, it got into a lot of people's feels in the good way.
0: No, absolutely. It was good. I liked it. I did like the start there. Um, Okay, so next up here, we've got Brody King versus Andrade El Idolo. Um, Andrade is getting a really nice face reaction, at least for the first two weeks that he's been back. And they seem to be pushing that since he's clearly feuding with the, the, the evil, uh, cultish house of black who we still don't know much about other than they like face paint and stuff.
1: Well, you know what else we don't know much about, Chris is, is Andrade still with, uh, LFI?
0: I don't know. And if he is, why didn't, I mean... If, if Los Inguernobles Inguernobles de, de Japan are, uh, are like a real faction, like why didn't Naito come out and help him tonight? He's That's there. True.
1: As, as a matter of fact, Naito was under the tutelage of Rush and Andrade in Mexico.
2: Because this match still felt like it was half Tony Khan and half not. First of all, Brody King, like what happened to him like three weeks ago he was in much it's like he's it's like whatever yeah. jericho's taken to get in shape he gave the bad stuff to brody king who was getting in shape and now looked like he's reverted but brody king like he wrestled terribly in this match i i, I hate to say it because i don't think he's a bad wrestler i've seen him much better maybe it's because it's been hidden in the six man and the tag matches but I, I you know i saw him in ring of honor new japan strong and then house of glory and places like that and I've never thought he was bad before, but I thought, like, even last week when he did the, the clothesline, that looked bad. I wasn't sure if it was Andrade or him. But, uh, I mean, obviously, when the lights – like, when the lights go – at some point, the lights are going to out, go out and come back on and, you know, you know LFI here is going to be there. We're going to have Rouge and Jolistico, hopefully not Vance, but probably Vance. But um, – I think that's why Naito didn't do it because he's not part of this story. He wasn't booked to rescue anyone. That would be that would have been ninety five hundred dollars, but um, <laughs> but clearly he's going to Andrade's going to solo matches with all these guys until his his friends rescue him and and the crowd go crazy. And I think that's the story they're building. I'm I'm okay with
1: that. I just I just don't. But like it doesn't the, make like sense.
2: On and off. Why doesn't it make sense?
1: Because to me, it just feels like Andrade versus the world. Like if you know what I mean. For, well, for now it is
2: because the for other now, guys, right. the guys, the guys, nobody gave them the the directions. They only gave them map quests to collision, which, as everybody knows, it's more a quest and less a map.
1: Well, yeah, but as far as uh, Bro- Brody King goes, I mean, let's be honest, man. He he's always been a fat fuck. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he, he was never really like. Sure, he might have been in a little bit better shape, but to me, he hasn't changed that much. I mean, Chris, do you think he's changed?
0: I don't. I. I haven't noticed much, but I haven't right. been pay, paying super big attention to whether or not Brody King has abs, so I'm he not sure. Has.
1: Um, I
0: didn't mind this match, by the way. I had a very different. Good. I had a very different view of this match than Jeff did. Apparently, um, I liked first of all that the commentary was focusing on this match as a wrestling match. I. I very rarely care that much about <laughs> what's going on with commentary, um, but I liked that they're. The focus of this match was, okay, um, Andrade has an injured shoulder and he's going after the knee. And, like, there was very, like, simple sort of day one wrestling commentary stuff going on here that I think too often a lot of people who do commentary professionally get away from. Anyway, speaking of getting away from, uh, we've got somebody here who uh, whose wrestling knowledge just goes far beyond anything else that any of us have. Uh joining us for his second straight run in the opinion haver himself the vet is right here on the wreckage vet welcome
5: hello fellas what you guys talking about <laughs> talking about wrestling what do you want to talk about brody king yes yeah brody we're king. talking about just brody in case you
0: versus andrade el idolo
5: <clears throat> okay um just in case you were confused Brody King's not in any different shape than he's ever been. He just got a tan at some point. That's all. <laughs> exactly. All right. Go on. Go on, Chris.
0: All right. Like I said, I didn't mind this match. Um, apparently, uh, it was a little bit sloppy or whatever for Jeff's for Jeff's liking. Um, Julia Hart kept trying to touch Andrade's mask. His mask. It was his mask that she was trying to touch. Um, anyway, it was a relatively ineffect- ineffective distraction. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a weird choice that they started off with about four or five minutes of Andrade just dominating the match. Um, I always think that's a weird choice if you're if you're a smaller face against like the big monster heel. I always kind of think that your job should be to sort of run away and tire him out if that's if we're doing logic. But anyway, they might be telling a uh, specific story here. Andrade keeps focusing on the knee, which is exactly what he ought to be doing since he's finishing his matches with the figure four. There's a chop exchange in this match that goes the right way with the monster coming out on top. Andrade's you know trying to hit him with the chops, but obviously the bigger, stronger man should come out on top of this. And he does. He actually collapsed Andrade in the corner with, with a chop. That was, I thought that was really good um andrade did a good job of selling exhaustion as well as the shoulder injury um i think that he really did a good job every single move you know every every time he was getting up he was he was rubbing that shoulder even if he didn't happen to impact with it it was like even falling down on your back hurts your shoulder which if anybody's ever hurt their shoulder that's fucking what happens everything hurts when you fall down and you've got an injury um The knee gives out on Brody, which allows Andrade to lock in a figure four. There's a ref distraction, which allows Brody King to get out. Andrade locks it in again, but Buddy Matthews shows up to cause the DQ. Matthews and King beat up Andrade. Julia Hart holds up the mask, and we quite literally fade to black. Uh, Vet, you just showed up. I'm going to ask your opinion about this match. What did you think?
5: Well, neither one of these guys is Japanese, so I don't give a fuck. Back to you, Chris.
1: <laughs> no, um,
5: I think I was—I think I was putting dressing on a salad during my lunch today when this match was on, so I wasn't paying too close of attention to it. Um, Andrade's good; I like him. Brody King is a channel changer; I don't like him. Um, so I'm half in and out. Like that—that's basically how I watch these products these days. It's, it's all based on who's in the ring. And so if I've got one guy I like and one guy I don't, that's kind of like a, eh, I'll glance at it. I'm glancing at it. I, I did feel some of the things that, you know, like Jeff was talking about, uh, you know, like I could get that sense of it and watching it and stuff. And, you know, who's to say why that happened? Can only speculate. But um, uh, as far as to your point about, you know, him taking an advantage early you know like as a baby face well is he a baby face or are people just cheering him there's a difference and you know right. it. so yeah. there's been no reason why he should have to change any of his attitude he's been known as a you know a tough guy you know pretty much his entire career so you know he shouldn't have any problems beating up on Brody king a little bit even if he's a little smaller <clears throat> but um who knows you know these guys psychology is questionable at times so yeah, absolutely.
4: absolutely Well, it was a definitely oh, maybe it phase
2: because uh, they tried to steal his mask which i'm i mean oh. i think it's a little bit goofy but i i mean at least it didn't it didn't distract him enough to lose the match which was good i also like the use of a dq which until recently aw was doing i think they had done like five dqs in its history and like Three of them were within the last four months, but I like that on collision already. They're using DQs as you know a plot point, so th- that's how we know he's a baby face. And then at the end, you know, uh, alistair black, I'm sorry, Malachi Black's face came on the screen. I like what he did with the paint. It was very, it was sort of like it was more precise than that than that black mask that he normally has and. I don't know. It just looked like he's looking like he's an evil mastermind and you don't know exactly what he's saying, but it's evil, which I think is better than him st- sitting in or standing in the ring. I actually like when he sits like Raven. I don't know where this is going, but I assume it's going to be for the, the trios championships at, at some point. And, uh, but the, that those parts of it, I liked. I didn't really love the match, but I, I definitely think that this established that Andrade is the face. And I... I have to say this that I, I like how him and Charlotte are saying hello to each other with the finishers like she she did the ingoerade tranquilo and he yeah. did the woo before attempting Jeez. to do the the figure eight which he can really last week he could only manage a figure six and this time he did like sort of like a figure seven.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, um, cool. Well, uh, vet was a little bit uh, you know a, a little noncommittal on whether or not he liked the match. Jeff didn't didn't particularly like the match i did jimmy you're uh you're playing uh you know spoiler here buddy what what do you think well
1: the match wasn't too bad i must admit though i kind of was going in and out of this match as far as Brody king goes what is he who is he i mean he's just a big bad dude but other than that he does nothing i mean really he doesn't really say that much he's not really that good on the mic i mean he's just a big dude and that's about it
5: he has I a tan?
1: Really? Oh well, he has a tan. Big
5: deal. I don't know, tattoos also want <laughs> a great beard.
2: Yeah, tattoos so and what? a beard isn't
5: special in wrestling anymore, Jeff, though. You know, you have to admit that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. I'm so behind. I mean, the yeah. I mean shit, everyone's got tattoos and, and beards these days in professional wrestling. As Bet, far as That's like
0: super special as a podcaster, because he's not a white guy with a beard. Like I don't know oh, I don't shoot. know how he gets away with that being on podcasts. It's it's incredible. A
1: wow. on this show. I know, tell me about it. But no, as far as Andrade goes, um, I, that the figure eight, figure six, whatever he was trying to do and uh, and Charlotte doing that shit, I get it. You guys love each other. It's cute. It's great. But come on. It's so like Jimmy cheesy. Nah, no, it's just so cheesy, man. Like, it's just cheesy as shit. And Andrade, yeah, is he a heel? Is he a baby face? right now he's really nothing we don't even really know what what he feels about this so-
0: so-called feud with the house
1: of black i mean don't right now he's his mask and don't
0: threaten to to take well his mask. he gets he's very getting, angry about he's he's getting outnumbered at the end of every single match so far since he's been back i know that's only two but i imagine he's going to be outnumbered again the next time he has a match so then they're Roosh definitely coming they're definitely thinking that they're booking him like a baby face but we don't know anything about what he cares about or why he's or why he's even bothering to wrestle at this point so right, you know it's hard to know who he's supposed to be but i mean well, the lazy booking it's answer hair here hair. Is, i'm sorry go ahead yeah the lazy sorry, booking I'm... answer here is he's being he's being outnumbered so therefore he's a face
4: right.
2: we're smart fans this is aw we know he's wrestling because he's paid to wrestle <laughs> well,
0: well yes thank you jeff um <laughs> Anyway,
2: motivation for it.
0: All right, Tony (laughs) Schiavone's in the ring again. Um, I don't know why they keep pushing him out there, especially on this new show, Collision. They could have done something. You know, they could have they could really separate these shows, and I think it would be way better off if there was more separation between the two shows. I think you have somebody else in the Tony Schiavone role. I don't even care who it is. I mean, I would have Taz really in this role right now. I wouldn't mind Taz here. Yeah, that would give a different flavor to both what Taz does and also, you know, what these segments feel like because Taz, you know, is not somebody who you should be able to push around, at least not as well as you can push Shivani around.
2: Um, Right, absolutely. You could do Kevin Kelly, except he's really tall. He's like 6'3". No. is he? Yeah, he is. I was surprised when I was in Hamburg for the Dollar Club guys to see if Kevin Kelly worked for that promotion or, I don't know, something. But... He's a really big – he's surprisingly large. I'm not going to say he's a really big guy, but he's surprisingly big.
1: So that's surprising. He doesn't come across that tall, that's for sure. No, he
2: doesn't. But I thought he was like Siobhan. Interesting.
0: Well, anyway, we get Siobhan. And uh, he calls Christian and Luchasaurus to the ring. Toronto loves Christian, um, but Christian is a good heel. So he tells them that he hates Toronto. Um, Toronto is a city of losers, and it breeds losers. And of course, the loser Maple Leafs. I mean, this is one thing that's like very old in professional wrestling. I know Vet will probably have an opinion on this, other than coughing. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll have an opinion on just how like I don't know. Is it is it a classic heel move, or is it overly played out to to be like your your sports teams suck? I, I know it works, but like. Is it a little played out, vet? Well, let's talk about
5: how played out this entire idea is because, Jimmy, we just did the machismo. And what? who are we talking about doing this exact promo? What, from, uh, from WWE you're talking about? Yes. Didn't somebody um, sit on a ladder and cut a promo exactly like this? Well, yeah, it was Logan Paul. Yes. So I was, you know, on that episode, I was saying, like, Does WWE not realize that every time they bring somebody out from Cleveland, they cut the same promo about how they, they start putting over Cleveland. Then they talk about how they left, you know, like, do do you not know how many times you've done this with just people from Cleveland, let alone anybody's hometown? And you think we haven't heard it before. You think it's the first time. And then here we go with Christian doing the same thing, the same exact thing, pretty much, you know? Uh, so that is played out yeah secondly yes the sports team is played out but usually people will come and they'll say like you know whatever sports team sucks boo you know like that this was timely and relevant for the maple leafs so I- i'll give them a pass on that like it's cool if you do something that's fresh in people's minds or you know obviously the greatest one in modern history was when uh Elias and Kevin Owens were in Seattle and uh got them to boo for like eight straight minutes or whatever that was. Um but uh but yeah, so I would say we can keep the sports team references and that kind of heat down to just like if it's somewhat timely would be better, I think. I get it. I and get I guess it.
1: it was though. It was timely in the end. Mm-hmm. But still, Christian knows what he's doing, and sure so it was kind of a it's 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 wrestle crap it's it's typical wrestling you know this exact promo but christian has been one of the good points i think in this company so yeah i'm all for it and right now he's being the million dollar man to luchasaurus andre the giant that's what i feel like they're sort of uh going back on in my opinion but yeah
5: well then tony needs to strip that off of luchasaurus and hold a tournament exactly exactly wrestlemania 4
0: Tony is not doing shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a
2: little bit different. It's 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 less DiBiase and Andre the Giant and more actually Christian and Edge when Christian was walking around with Edge's tournament thing. I
1: mean, it's a thing. Oh, the King I mean, of the Ring you're talking about?
2: I I don't – I think probably. I'm pretty should. sure it was the King of the Ring. Whatever it was. It was a, a giant trophy. Anyway. Right, right. um th- this is clever I, I don't know i mean listen yes it is a tired trope for heels but it works and that's why it's a trope it's like saying the bad guy takes the woman and puts a gun to her head and says let me go give me a helicopter and 10 million dollars or i shoot her is a is a trope and you, you shouldn't have it i mean it, it's impossible it's just a. it's just going to be there it's it's what they call cheapy um and it lets let you know that even though people are want to love christian you're not supposed to for this television show and that's been a problem with aw television is people cheer everyone including the bad guys so he he did that and he and he and i think he did the swipe at cody rhodes for the same reason because he likes cody oh rhodes. yeah he, he did care. he did you're right. christian hasn't been doing that that was that was very much on purpose with with the title so i thought the whole thing was good even luchasaurus was good because every now and then he was suddenly like wait i'm the champion you could sort of you know he has not say anything you could see in his body language But you know, Christian remembers him just enough, without looking at each other. Christian's looking at the camera. Luchasaurus is mine. With that, with that, just enough to to know when he's he's you know back relaxed, when he's a little tense, and then he puts him on his shoulders and like Christian even pats him on the head when he when he's ready to go back down. (laughs) I actually thought this was beautifully orchestrated, Um, and like right around like midway through the Andrade match, that's when I felt that the whatever the collision booking team is took over this show completely.
0: Yeah, I get it. I, I felt like, I felt like the opening two segments were a little bit, well, I don't want to say that the it felt like the booking team was different. I'm not sure that that's quite that that's quite right. But I feel like they were they were trying to get in something that they had to get in for company's sake you know with the forbidden door stuff and then they started focusing on all right now what are we focusing on in our show like what is collision meant to be focusing on um and i felt like it was right around the same time like um when i when i start when they started with the andrade match i thought okay here we go business is picking up a bit and that might have just been because tanahashi's knees are shot he couldn't move around the ring very well but um anyway yeah i like this segment um Next up, we, we learned that CM Punk is facing another super old Japanese guy at Forbidden Door in the Owen Hart tournament. Jimmy, I'm not joking. I missed the name of this guy because I don't CM Punk said it was an honor to be facing him and I don't know who the fuck he's talking about.
1: He's talking about Kojima, who's a legend, Chris. Satoshi Kojima is a legend in Japan. He was great at um, blood sport. Oh come on, dude. I'm sure the Vec can actually uh, agree with me here. Yeah, look, right now the match does seem a little off. Like, really, why? I get it. Kenta doesn't want to wrestle CM Punk for whatever reason. He's playing hard to get. I get it. But, at the end of the day, I think it's an interesting matchup anyway. We'll see how it goes. Kojima can still go compared to Tanahashi at this point. But, look, Punk will win. I don't even think it'll be a long match, to be honest. I think it'll be no more than 10 minutes. Punk wins, go to sleep, and that's it
0: okay vet since you're the the uh, only other person on this on this podcast who knows anything about old japanese you can stop right there 14. no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> no um well, thanks <clears throat> <babe. Jeez>. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um so yeah well fun fact about kojima he was at one point an mlw champion on mlw's first go-round was it? Uh, what, which that, no like, one remembers 2002, you talking about? Yeah, Mm yeah, that long ago, yep. Oh, Mm -hmm. God.
2: But before Hayabusa killed
1: himself.
5: It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But it doesn't matter, uh, legend or not, um, MLW champion or not, this is an extremely random matchup that everyone in the world is shaking their heads uh, or scratching their heads going, huh? I don't know. Why? I don't know. You know, of all the people that you could have, and... Kojima's, Kojima's a good company guy. He'll have a job as long as he wants it, but he's definitely, you know, in that he's, he's in the plus 50 category. Um, he's not used as like a main guy anymore. He's there for like sporadic appearances or or just to fill a spot or whatever on some tours and stuff like that. Um, to the point that You know, recently he was the GHC heavyweight champion, right, Jimmy and Noah? And it's like, so it's like new Japan is like, we'll take one of our old job guys and send him over to Noah to win (laughs) their main belt. You know, like that's how bad Noah, uh, of a shape they're in, right. As a company
0: right now. Um, so our truth showing up and winning the impact world. Yes.
5: It's just like that. You know, it's just like that.
0: Right,
1: but at least we choose, you know what I mean? It would make sense because he's got a history and impact and, and he's a former
5: NWA champion and whatnot. But anyway, continue, Vet. Yeah, no, the, so I'm just, I'm just trying to say that, like, you know, this is extremely random. So, like, I'm in the same boat as, you know, Jeff, Chris, everybody. Like, I don't know why this match is happening, but, you know, whatever. Maybe it's, Punk I- requested it. yeah maybe like i i I couldn't i couldn't tell you why it would happen or even why he would request it though like it just doesn't seem like it's gonna be it's gonna be easy night because kojima is one of those guys that like he 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 does not lay it in on american dudes so it's gonna be a night off for punk which he needs and so it's probably like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, perhaps it's going to be like one of those situations where if you notice, what have we seen Punk in since he came back? Six-man tag, eight-man yeah. tag. Now they're probably like, who in New Japan do you really want Punk to go over on quick? Like, you know, we need somebody, you know, and he can't go very long. He's still getting his win back, so he's getting back in ring shape. So and they're like, I don't know, Kojima, he's pretty good. Fine. Who, who's going who's gonna to general this match? Um, they'll just, they'll just pre-plan the whole thing in the back. doesn't matter. That's how everything's done now. By the way, your, your
2: sentence in any other context would have been very weird. He doesn't lay it in hard to American guys. It's like, you know, like, like, yeah, missed in the best way.
5: Well, I would, (laughs) if, if you are not in, in the right context for that comment, then what the hell are you doing here? and sign up for channelattitude.com right now. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right, Jimmy, True.
2: splice that out of context so that we can use that against him in, in awkward times. <laughs>
5: mm. You're funny. <laughs> All right, jeez This is inadmissible, Jeff. Inadmissible. We're not in court, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, speaking of uh <clears throat> speaking of inadmissible, um I I I don't know. I I don't know how everybody else feels about uh about matches like this, Willow versus Nyla Rose. I I guess yeah, this is a always falling battle. asleep. Um, uh, yeah,
1: a house battle.
0: Hoss battle. It's sort of an age old story here, as two big wrestlers are just trying to push each other around. There's tests of strength, et cetera, stuff like that. But this was um, it was too slow. I think even for two big wrestlers, like we got to see we've 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 seen some pretty decent Hoss battles actually on AEW um in the past we got to see uh powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow I think had a really good one in like year two um so it's not like you know it's not like it happens all the time but this one was very very slow um I wasn't a huge fan of this uh Willow winds up getting the win and then Soraya and the outside hers show up but Sky Blue makes the save um they're really really pushing Sky Blue as that she's meant to be somewhere near the top of the card and I just think she's she's way too young. She needs more time, she needs more practice cuz she's already she's already in that in that weird stage of professional wrestling where I feel like a lot of people are now in the business where she doesn't really know what she's doing to be safe, but she likes to do really flashy moves that are going to get somebody hurt um maybe that's just my opinion uh jimmy what did you think
1: well first of all they're not pushing sky blue they're pushing her backside that's what's getting pushed let's be honest that no well it is getting pushed literally if you know what i mean but (laughs) no but really who's over who's over more sky blue and her face or her ass I'm just saying. Like, I mean, mean, facts are facts.
2: You could use the same question with like ninety percent of of
1: (laughs) well, in particular, her, I mean, there were some sickos and weirdos on Twitter from last week's collision that I kid you not were re I mean, her ass was literally trending on Twitter. And you know what she said to them?
2: She said, Thank you. I worked very hard to make my ass look like that. Win for her. I listen. Willow is over organically with this crowd. You remember how for like a year and a half you were telling me the crowd loves Jamie Hader. I'm always like, I don't really hear it. I hear it with Willow every single time. And I hear it with Sky Blue now. And believe me, it doesn't, it brings me no joy to, to confess this, but the crowd really loves her. And listen, they want their Roxy or Roxanne Perez, sorry, or their Jade or their Thea Hal. And this is, and this is their version of that. The, the young greenhorn, she can take losses and won't kill her, but she's going to get the upset win. You know, they're, this is like a young Ray Mysterio. I'm not trying not the talent level. Not I, get the you, talent. I get you. Don't you? Right. Well, I get you. Well, you know, I didn't want him to to jump on me that. Um, but uh I don't know. I I I like it whenever a crowd actually organically responds to someone, and they get over quickly. And you know, and then even Soraya's little group, which she made it to. She made it to the ring this time. She made it to the match. That's great. They were actually strangely effective and, and demure. They didn't get in, they didn't do the spray paint, they weren't all over the place. They just surrounded the ring. They looked menacing, they didn't do anything, and they walked around. They walked out like you know, back you know, they retreated back like heels. Uh, Sky Blue brought out the chair. I mean, listen, nothing here was novel, but it all made sense. It was all wrestling, and I know it was tropish, but dynamite is usually a hot mess of of like a kaleidoscope of everything at all at once. This made sense. So even though it's there's nothing special about it, it feels special on AEW programming. So I'm gonna give this yes, Nyla Rose isn't great and and the fact that Marina Shafir is her second is even worse. Um <laughs> but the right person won and listen, I, I, I feel very much like Willow. Like I like she reminds me of not you know like the Jimmy the boogie Woogie Man
1: Valiant kind of charisma. I can see that. I see where you're going with that. All right, vet, that kind of Let me sense. ask.
0: Let me ask you a specific question here, because there's there's an idea in my head for somebody like this, like Sky Blue, who is organically getting over. Who who you can probably keep on TV. Here's here's an idea that I think would work. That's sort of an old school wrestling mentality here. You give her a three month program with, um, I don't know, just. You give her a three-month program against a heel who actually knows what they're doing. Maybe a uh, Serena Deeb, for instance. And you tell her, all right, Sky, you're going to take about 12% of the offense in all of these matches. Learn. Just learn. And do whatever Serena tells you to do for the next three months. When that's done, you give her another three-month uh, program against a similar kind of wrestler, someone who really knows their shit. Cuz they're pushing this girl to the point where she's getting 90% of the offense in her matches, and I just think that that's the worst way to teach a young kid. What what do you think?
5: Could be. Um after you do that, well first of all, uh didn't uh didn't Serena beat Sky Blue and give her 12% back when Sky Blue was brand new? I seem to remember her being one of the one of the people um secondly after you get done with that program and possibly tony storm you're out of people who are that much better than sky blue that it could make an appreciable difference Uh, especially especially with like i said huh you have mercedes martinez and they, they have a surprisingly
2: deep roster you can you can you can curate the right people we just haven't seen them
5: uh yeah not not that many but still For for the people that, again, like Mercedes Martinez, somebody that you can, uh, you know, you can point to as like a veteran in this business that I didn't even hear of until she was over the hill. And also, she's one of those people that came up in the generation of planning everything in the back. So whatever. Um, The point is there just really aren't that many people to where sky blue just getting the reps regardless of how sloppy and terrible they are is helping her out because as bad as she is now think back to when she debuted she's markedly better than that and she still sucks but you can still tell how much better she is so the only way she's gonna get any sort of seasoning is just doing it whatever even if it's wrong even if it's stupid even if it's bad I think when she slid in with the chair she like <laughs> caught herself on the apron <laughs> and I was like oh god but but what hey first time you ever did a run-in with a chair kid now you know yeah. um yeah. they don't teach run-in with a they don't teach run-in slide in with a chair during a wrestling school practice how do you teach like, that yeah we how don't drill sense? that you that um, yeah you can't you can but they don't so anyway yeah but this isn't even about her this is about willow nightingale and nyla rose and i have to say these two ladies so inspirational matter of fact i was still on my lunch break when this was going on and they inspired me to go get a cookie sandwich for dessert so i enjoyed a cookie sandwich and i kind of watched the match i was like yeah Yes, yeah, I, sh- I should have paid more attention to Andrade and, uh, Billy, but, um, you know, but in the end, uh, the main point is Willow's Willow's kind of in the boat that you uh, you were saying, like having having people who are inexperienced do dangerous shit. Like I've seen Willow do some fucking dangerous shit and she can barely do the basics. You know what I mean? Like, didn't she almost kill Anna J on that table spot that time?
0: I mean, yeah, that was did. her, right?
5: It was. That her. was her. Okay, absolutely. So, you know, that being said, uh, the people do like her. Um, it's a Toronto crowd, so maybe not that much in the rest of the world, but um, still, like they're 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 coming along. And uh, you know, same thing with Sky Blue. It's like they're not cheering her, like Jimmy said. They're cheering those shorts. That's what they're cheering. <laughs> You know, not everybody is willing to show that much cheek. You know, so you gotta appreciate it when you over. see it. Yeah, yeah so it's true.
0: Are really over, uh, Jeff? I know you've got a hard out. You've got a. You've got to get to your gardening. Oh. Um, did you wanna? <laughs> did you wanna give plugs before you take off?
2: No, I'm actually. I the hard out was not as hard as I led you all to believe because oh. I always factor oh. in a uh, a bit of. Uh, uh, margin for error to light a fire under jimmy's ass otherwise he gets he's funny he's okay. funny he trolled right. us uh, hey, no, no I, I i have riverside opened up i sent the link to my guest who is a uh, british horror author um so uh you know and this show is going to be saved probably for spooktober in, in october so
1: awesome
2: show.
0: so nothing interesting then uh scorpio yeah. <laughs> speaking scorpio of nothing sky. interesting scorpio sky he's he's backstage and he's he's back and he's serious and he's he's gonna be real serious about seriousness anyway yeah scorpio sky ladies and gentlemen um
5: Aaron, Bishlomo, put more, put more sleeping emojis in the chat, please. <laughs>
2: I mean, but do you think he's a face or a heel? And what do you feel about him having a, <laughs> uh, a gimmick like Velveteen Dream or like House of Black where he snaps the fingers and the lights go out again? Like a, another guy that the lights go out for that. I mean, frankly, I, I know what his accolades are, but we haven't seen him in like 15 months. Does he, does he deserve that lights out finish or or does
0: it matter? Am I just nitpicking? No no, you're not nitpicking, because if everybody can control the fucking lights, then it doesn't matter when somebody can control the fucking lights. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like storytelling 101, everybody has the same superpowers, then nobody's a fucking superhero.
2: I agree, um, so and, and I wouldn't mind even if it was like, even if it was Jay White who came in and, and he did that, because he came in as a superstar. So a superstar should get superstar treatment, like if a Ric Flair came in, not now, but like 30 years ago, or, you know, or Savage, someone like that, but not scorpio sky and like his, his you know all of his accolades are like you know post age 35 which is not that he's in his 40s now isn't he i'm pretty sure i, I think so but i had the uh, tie in morrison's ages wrong so what do i know
1: who johnny television all oh, right sorry i'm so confused <laughs> how fucking stupid is that but we'll get to that no, we won't get to that. We because won't.
2: Because it on he was yeah, on we, we, rampage. we don't rampage. ever have to get to that. Yeah, that's, we got true. To it that's true. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we, not got, doing we it. got to
0: it already. We got to it that's with John. True. Um all right. Jimmy, I'm gonna ask you, because Vet already kind of gave his hilarious <laughs> opinion about Scorpio Sky. Jimmy, are you excited about this? Do we know anything about who Scorpio Sky is meant to be this time around? Or
1: I Can mean- I just say this? And I'm gonna just say this Scorpio by that's it. I mean, and I'm sorry to say that because at the end of the day, I know Jago, shout out to Jago. He's fans of Scorpio, by, But, I mean, for, for the last year and a half, whatever it's Dude, been. No,
2: that was a mistake. You just should have just gone. Scorpio, by snapped and taken yourself. I know, that's true. That's it. Scorpio,
1: by. But I'm just saying, he's been gone for a year and a half, whatever it is. And he's, we still don't have a clue why he's back anyway, really. I mean, who cares? But does he still have a god? I, I have no idea. I, mean, those I are have no grandma,
0: Does he still have a beautiful wife? That's does right. he
1: even have a wife?
0: Is he gutless, godless? Sorry. How did he get this house? How
1: did he get this wife? <laughs> I have no idea. But at this point, ciao,
0: ciao, bye bye, adios, um, sayonara. Uh, that one's for you, vet. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs beats up a local jobber. Uh, it was a it was was all right there was a little bit of like a weird spot there where he was hitting them back and forth um looked like the guy shouldn't have been staying staying up for those strikes and then he hit him with like a fourth straight uh strike that dropped him but it was fine it was a powerhouse hobbs squash not an awful lot to say about it we've seen this exact thing with powerhouse hobbs before um where are they going with it we don't know that's one thing that i'll say about one thing that I'll say negatively about collision this week is we got a lot of appearances, but not a lot of explanation of like where people are going, what they're doing, what the point is of seeing them. So, uh, we'll start with you vet. Was this a good squash match?
5: Good. In what sense?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the guy who is the guy who is getting squashed, somebody profit. I can't remember his first Jeremy. Um, did you like the way he was selling for, for powerhouse Hobbs or should he have been more ragdoll and less fiery?
5: Eh, it didn't look great, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm not sure if I don't, I'm not sure who really knows the art of these things anymore. It used to look kind of the same way though, back when you'd watch like, uh, the world championship wrestling NWA program, you know, uh, and you'd see the, You know the barbarian beat up some guy that was just like a janitor that they put tights on for like seven minutes while the horseman came out and did promos at the desk and dusty Rhodes came out and did promos at the desk and anything except the seven minute squash match of a guy with no discernible pro wrestling talent um and then mercifully it's over and it's like all right back to you and then this was you know this kind of recalls that in a way it's like i don't know if this guy knows what he's doing at all but it doesn't matter because it's going to be over before i decide uh, so that's good. Was this the first time that um, they did that entrance where, like, you see the, the fog and then you see, like, Hobbs's name <laughs> through the smoke or whatever, like, on the back of a singlet? Was that the first time they've done this? I think so. Uh, looks pretty cool.
1: Before. Okay. It looked pretty cool, one though, one this one
5: time. One so I'll say that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put that as the high point. When Hobbs is standing there and the smoke <laughs> reveals that he is, in fact, Hobbs. Jesus
1: Christ. Can I just say, and I'm gonna put Jeff over on this. I think it was you that said this when you were doing the review of this exact show on uh, on the Soup. Um, Did you say about his zits? You couldn't help but seeing his zits on his back.
2: My God, he had zits on his chest bigger than Orange Cassidy.
1: Yeah, I (laughs) I was going to say power. know, well, in this case, pimples. I mean, shit that they were pretty big because i went back on it just to see what you were talking about you made me laugh with that comment by the way and they were huge
2: i mean he's 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 riddled with with you know blackheads so like oh it it, i mean i'm sorry i know this sounds catty but that's me it's gross and just (laughs) like just like when people like talking about sky blue part of the job is to be attractive unless you're (laughs) not yes hobbs is, is is monster adjacent You know, I mean, we talked about it when Jinder had it and probably still has it. Oh, that was bad. This is just as bad. And it's. let me say something nice about Powerhouse, Hobsource, or whoever is the booking team, whatever. They took him away from this ridiculous QTV thing, which was... I mean, all of the stuff they've been doing with him is basically failure. He's still doing, talking about the book of Hobbes, which I guess is fine. Somebody said something like, I see you're still writing that book. And, you know, and just like <laughs> everyone else, we don't know what he's writing about. He's like, it's probably like The Shining, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Um, <laughs> but, um,
0: I mean, as far as the Squatch matches, when I'm you sure? said it was like The Shining, I thought you were going to say it's really fucking long.
1: But, <laughs> uh, Ooh, like, <laughs> uh Well, the match wasn't
2: long, but yeah, I mean, wow, the the, the body acne. Somebody needs to. So what so
1: like you're show. saying, Jeff, is you, he needs to be called p- p- proactive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a known said? side
5: effect, guys. It's yeah. a known <laughs> side effect. It is.
0: It is, it is a clearly and unquestionably. You can tell the production effect, not to right. shoot it as close-ups, uh-huh. yeah. but
5: anybody that's on that much. You just know, advice like that
2: wants to show yeah. off their body, you're right? going to get
0: money, fame, and back knee. Those are the three things that are <laughs> definitely going to happen to Listen,
2: you. You, you can put on a like, a like a compression shirt that's cut at the sl- at the sleeve so it doesn't keep his elbows from being able to move. And yes, you're, you're, you'd are you still see the body without seeing the skin. And I know that's sort of a drastic step, but I would do we it. Don't,
0: we we just don't the need show. the close up, we don't need to see him in close up. And in fact, H-D especially doesn't if have he's been there. And especially, well, it doesn't matter. You can still you can still mostly avoid it by by staying away from the close ups. And also, I mean, if he's in there against somebody who's clearly there to be a little guy to get his ass kicked, not doing close ups and showing the difference between their two bodies from a distance is a good way to do it anyway. Because you can see how much bigger he is than his than his opponent.
2: You can't well, can avoid he... close-ups of a professional wrestler forever. This is not something that's going to go
1: away in a week. I'm, I'm I'm just saying part of the job is aesthetics. Can I say? It's true. I mean, what's the point anyway of Hobbs doing another squash match? Really?
5: How many fucking times did I need to do this? I'll tell you why, Jimmy. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't because it's like you look at him, you're like, well, why isn't he the champion and beat everybody? Right, exactly. So instead of that, they're 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 biding their time, trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? What do we do? Well, let's give him a squash match. Uh, Let's give him a book. Uh, Let's give him a vignette, whatever. They just don't know what to do. That's the answer.
1: Well, make him walk around Oakland again, writing in his book, snitching on everybody.
0: No, no more snitching.
1: We
2: didn't.
5: He can become an informant, maybe.
1: I mean,
2: how do Why you know he just wasn't writing, like, like scripts for QTV?
1: Could have been. Maybe he wrote <laughs> he that rap thing for Harley Cameron. Maybe no. he was writing poems for scripts. On behalf of Australia, I'm sorry anyone had to hear that, just quietly. Just yeah, that saying. Was,
0: it was bad. It was, um, was bad. All right, we're going to move on here. Listen, AEW tends to do this thing, um, and it bugs the shit out of me every single time they do it. They sell for whatever the fuck is coming up for five straight minutes. And they just talk and talk and talk and talk. This is what's next. And also this match. And then this match is going to happen. And and it's very fast. And you don't get any time to breathe. You can't explain why anyone should give a shit about the matches. They're just running through every possible fucking match that's coming up over the next two weeks or whatever. And honestly, it does more to make me want to stop watching this show than it does to make me want to watch the next show. Like there's a way to do this where you can preview the, the, like what's coming up and the, the things that are going on that are really good to me. Watch one of the pre-shows for, for a UFC pay-per-view just watch the fucking, and you can do that in three (laughs) minutes. You can do that in, in 45 seconds for each match but the way that they do this where it's just and next time we got this it's like i just <laughs> fuck man whoever's doing this why why are they doing it like this vet can you shine some light on why they're fucking choosing to do it this way
5: well first of all in honor of this uh, point that you've made i've decided to cut my plugs way down today <laughs> um, so the, the other the the other thing I want to mention is do you, do you do like the part in UFC though when a guy's getting his face punched in and they're talking about some shitty movie that's about to come out? because no. <laughs> I do. I love that. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, uh, I don't. I don't know why they do it this way. It it really doesn't. Um, I don't know if it helps, but maybe. Mm, just because we're hyper focused and reviewing stuff that this stuff gets on our nerves. Cause it's like, we don't need to be told what's coming up because we're going to talk about it on a podcast. So for, just, just leave us alone. But the average person doesn't have to do a podcast. So they might want to be reminded. I don't know. Maybe they don't like getting yelled at. They certainly, you know, I, I couldn't imagine anybody wanting to hear Excalibur breathlessly run through everything that's about to happen for the next week and a half or whatever. But you know, maybe it's different, you know, Tony's a numbers guy. He's probably got uh, lots of focus groups that told him that this is the best way to do it or something. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But you know, I just don't like it. Uh, But I also like tune it out. So it doesn't really affect me that much.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Jeff, anything to say about the five minutes long promo thing that they do, where they just tell you about every match that's coming up over the next three weeks?
2: I mean, I agree with you. It's it's too much, too fast at one time. It's impossible. It's impossible to keep a track of. I don't know why they just don't divide it into three different segments. For like, sure. here's what's coming up on Forbidden Door next. Here's yep. what's yep. coming up on Dynamite next. Here's what's coming up on Rampage. Or and at the end, towards the end of the show, maybe j- booked already for next week's Collision. I mean, I, yeah.
0: I, I I don't get it. Yep. Take thirty seconds off of the Willow Nightingale match and <laughs> give me an actual like promo about a big match that I'm going to want to see and why I'm going to want to see it.
2: Well, here's Instead this, just, Jericho be a heel and don't wait for a three and a half minute song to finish before saying, shut up to the crowd. Just, just cut off and say, shut up right away and get right into it. There you just, you just found three minutes.
0: But then Chris Jericho wouldn't get to hear people singing his song. That was, mm-hmm. that's not okay. That's, that's but definitely that all, in his contract.
2: <laughs> but but, it, but it's not all about Chris. Oh, never mind. I just heard it too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, All right, coming up next here, we've got the main event. There's a half hour to go in the show, and we're starting the main event. I like that. Uh, Bullet Club Gold with the guns versus FTR, Punk, and Ricky Starks. Um, It's the Bang Bang Club. I got to say, Punk and White know (laughs) people want to see them wrestle. Um, So White takes it away right away from the crowd. Great heel move there. He killed Um, it
1: in this match just quietly, I felt. but continue on. They really all called it, to be
0: honest. Yeah, this yeah, was a did, really good did. main event, and it I gotta was. say, I'm definitely like, I, with that, like just that, like the way that the, the way that he started this match of like, okay, we're gonna, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go, and the, you can you can hear the crowd, and he just goes slap, jump out of the ring. I, I that was the moment. That was probably the first moment where I thought, okay, I I can definitely see what Vet and Jimmy are t- are talking about. This guy. He gets it. He gets pro wrestling. And I'm glad
1: you saw that, man. And about time, too. I mean, but yeah, sorry Chris, continue on though.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um this was good matt This was a good tag match with fundamentals. Um heels taking little shortcuts in the corners. Um both teams trying to um, you know, isolate whoever, you know, whoever from the other team is, right? Keep them in the corner. Quick tags in and out. Um they're actually tagging in and out. It wasn't just everyone everywhere doing everything and tag it ropes jumping too. All over the fucking place.
1: There um, was tag
0: ropes. Yep, I, I know. Like it sounds, it sounds like such tiny things. But when you watch a lot of wrestling, it makes a huge difference when people are just doing the basics. It's like it, it, it's so refreshing. I love it. Um, Punk also, you know, he got a really strong mixed reaction from the crowd. Oof, um, very I'm strong. I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, they talked about that he might get booed at the pay per view. I don't think he will because I don't think enough people know who the fuck his opponent is. No offense, I know he's a big. Watcher.
5: Everybody in that building knows who he is. Maybe well, nobody watching at home does. He's not oh, being okay. booed because of who his
2: opponent is. He's getting booed because of who his real opponents are—the elite. So no, I think. Well, the- I know I-
0: what he was getting booed in yeah. Toronto tonight for, but I mean like, but I mean like on the pay per view, if they had him facing Kenta then he would have gotten booed. Like he would have gotten oh, probably for sure. 70% 100%. negative reaction from the crowd. He would have
1: been booed out of the building if it was against Kenta, 100%. As is,
0: I, as is, I think it'll be like a 50-50 crowd, sort of a John Cena type reaction. And listen, if you're punk, I think you take it. That's a big reaction. It means a lot of people are feeling something about seeing you. He Absolutely. did take it. You
2: could see it. He whispered it into somebody's ear and he loved it. He smiled and he did the, the Hogan. And he then he knew. went straight into he the, knew. you know, what time is it?
1: Right, absolutely.
2: Yep. He knew. He loves um, it. He said it. He said it in his first promo, "You can call me CM Junk. You can call me Pepsi Phil." A couple oh. of
1: years ago, if you called him that on Twitter, you'd be blocked.
2: I know exactly.
1: It's different. just saying. I'm pretty <laughs>
2: sure
0: if you called him that on Twitter, you'd still get
2: blocked. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent. But he's working. He's working Phil now. Yeah. <laughs> <Working>. um, <laughs> there was a spot that
0: I didn't terribly like. I thought that Dax and Juice were trading strikes like on like in the corner just a little too long. Um, but I mean, definitely forgivable here. Uh, the heels do a really good job separating Punk in the corner. Which, uh, hey, guess what? They're setting up for something that you never see in AEW. It's a, it's a hot tag, ooh, like a real one, ooh, and they pulled it sorry. off properly. Where the where the face came in, fired up, and took out all the heels. Um, and there wasn't a double hot tag where both guys were down. It was the face gets away from the heel, gets to the corner gets his partner in after a huge heat spot that was awesome i also liked uh that the heels cheated to win uh white gets the gets the win in the pin over starks after some after some outside interference type stuff i loved this match this was i don't see a lot of eight man tag matches where i go hey i really really like that there was lots of really good fundamentals this was an excellent match with good fundamentals, and I mean from everybody in this match. I The guns were great in this, and they, were. they are too young to be as good as they are, honestly. Um, we'll start with Jeff, uh, since he's the oh, one who's maybe got time constraints here. Jeff, what did you think <laughs> of the main event?
2: Uh, I agree with you just about everything. You said. Actually, everything. I thought was a really good match. The, the guns and Pretty Deadly remind me very
0: much of each other, how
2: they work. That's the true. And how they lean into their Although- character. Their heels. No, this, they win in heelish ways, but they're not chicken shit heels exactly. They ride I that. I think the back. guns are better, Jeff. Actually, okay. Listen, it's fair enough. they're not as cartoonish, but they're close. Right. I mean, it's it's so maybe maybe they ride the line of not being as cartoonish. Better. I I I see where you're coming from, but the, I'm just just to compare them, and they're both two young teams that sort of work the same way. I think it was important that Jay White got the win in this. He Absolutely. got the pin. I, it was I was fine with Juice with the punch. I just wish that the, like. It, you know, his punch was because of the quarters or something again that they repeated the, the, the old coin in hands like a, like a, a left from Juice Robinson shouldn't knock him out. I know they're facing each other in the Owen coming up soon. This is a little bit nitpicky and, and you know, the booking has required it. Um I would prefer that Ricky Starks be in the story that he's going to be the one to meet. Christian Soros' challenge of working and scratching to get to that TNT title rather than be here because I couldn't help draw comparisons. You know, FTR, they're so about being the Four Horsemen in Arn and Tully, and so Punk is obviously flair in this. And then who's Ricky Starks? Is he Sid Vicious, Lex Luger, Barry Windham? He's none of those guys. He's too lean. He's and The Rock, mini-version. He, he, well, he's not The Rock. He's more like the Slate star. I know. So I know, you
1: know what I I mean. just
2: think this would be a place for, like, you know, a, a Wardlow, a Hobbs, a you know a Lance Archer, if they dusted them off,
0: even Too a big, Miro, Jeff. maybe uh, I, I don't big. know.
2: I, I'm just saying I I don't I don't see how this he he sort of fades into the background. He's like he's like he's like the other guy. He's more the only, but he's not even mean. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I this is a nitpick because it's not a big deal, and I don't think they're going to be doing. You know, eight-man matches or they're going to be a faction for very long. But if they are, I just don't see where he fits in because he's so much the odd guy out.
0: Okay, fair enough. Jimmy, we'll go to you next, and we'll give the main event spot to the vet after that. So, uh, Jimmy, what did well, you think about the main event? Tell me. Your I thoughts. loved
1: the main event. Actually, this saved the show in many ways. Imagine we didn't get this main event. I would have said this show sucked. Like, honestly, if we didn't get this main event – And I will say it was better than last week's main event also, I feel, anyway. But um, yeah, no, the only thing, I love this match, but the only gripe I had was all the spots in the ring where everybody's, you know, sleeping on the outside pretty much. And you always had a one-on-one scenario in the ring most of the times, if if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? That, That was the only gripe I had because first it was Starks and such and such, and then there would be another two, and then another two and then another two and you know everyone was getting their shit in which is cool and i get it i mean it's an eight man tag after all right but also my gripe was punk as good as he was in this match because last week he didn't do shit compared to this week i felt like he was he was working hard would we'll try to i mean do, do do we need to see bret hart 97 we see him punk because that's what i feel like this is it, this is what it is.
2: It's different though because it's organic and it's not going to be U.S. No, but different. even Kevin Canada. Kelly
1: said it. Kevin Kelly said the same thing on commentary during the picture in picture. I, di- I don't, get picture in picture. We I should keep still. track of the right. cities,
2: but t- take this prediction. I think it's going to be like sort of like U.S. Northern, like sort of hockey cities like Detroit, Chicago, Philly, New York, Boston, that will cheer Buffalo. Punk, will right. Cheer punk, like right. you know DC and you know your hardcore wrestling cities, and like he's going to be booed everywhere else. Uh, I, I didn't know Canada was all team elite, but apparently they seem to be. But the, maybe
1: it's because of Kenny.
2: This
0: is Canada we is weak in a way life. that would make California blush. So, put <laughs> that out there.
1: Socialized healthcare makes you weak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, but anyway, but the right team did win the match. The right team absolutely won the match. It was perfect. But, man, I felt like Jay White, absolutely, the Uranagis he was giving out was stiff, man. I felt like there was one that Punk really felt. It looked like he was like, it kind of hurt him, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, man, I'm too old for this shit. Well, it ain't
0: ballet. It
1: ain't ballet, yeah, absolutely. But Jay White really, I mean, everyone shined in this match. Everyone looked good. It didn't affect the losers. It made the winners look much better. And Jay White's abs, man. I mean, he's got the best abs in pro wrestling right now. Just quietly. i mean, uh, not better
0: than your boyfriend, John Morrison.
1: Uh, no, I don't know, man. I, I've got a new boyfriend now in Jay White. But no, really, this it match is also. It
0: still looks like a fucking billion dollars, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what B12s will do to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, great match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. The right team won, and that's that.
0: All right. Um, Jeff, give your plugs first, and then we'll go uh, main event with uh, with the vet
2: twitter twitter at icarus fell um you can find me here on homie media group for smack attack uncaged and now the wreckage which i'm very happy to be a part of uh, uh and of course we're from the pwc so you can hear me on too many of their shows our shows i don't even know what to say skirmish machismo smack talk um and sometimes additional climberlock hangover is on uh, pwc as well big daddy cool steve pena and garden of the doom garden views and i'm running out to do a uh, Garden of Doom, so I hope you guys check that out. There's nothing wrestling involved with Garden of Doom or Garden Views except for a few of our guests, PJ Blacksman on, Vincent from uh, Ring of Honor now, and uh, and a local announcer who's sort of been making away way in the room. So I appreciate the leeway. Everyone enjoy the rest of the show, and uh, and make sure you look for our Forbidden Door coverage, which should be coming, uh, if we can stay awake, I, immediately after Forbidden Door 2.
1: Forbidden Door? Uh, <laughs> Sure, that one too. <laughs> I'm joking.
0: All right, thank you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck in the Garden of Doom today. Uh, I hope that you grow really excellent. Bye,
5: bye, bye. Ben. It's always great seeing you. I mean yeah. that,
0: yeah, it is. It is always great
5: seeing me. Bye, <laughs> I, it is. You're very handsome, yep. You're a very handsome yep.
2: man. I am, uh, yep.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeff,
2: and I don't have a beard. <laughs> bye, just like Kaya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All
0: yeah. right. Vet, let's uh, let's stop doing all this amateur shit and really get to the veteran. I table. thought he'd never leave. <laughs>
5: can spaceman's in the chat saying, "Yeah, this was a long podcast. My ass is no motherfucker. This is like the shortest Hami Media Group podcast you can do. Oh, no, it really still, is. and we're not even <laughs> done yet. This
0: is what happens when I run the show. We're the That's fuck right. out of here in an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, and I'm
5: not gonna add too much to it. Um, but I will say a few things. Number one. For all the people that are like, you know, when Punk was coming back and people were saying like, Is it worth it? Shouldn't they just release him already? Why did they have to deal with this as a shit like that? Okay, well, for anybody that ever questioned whether it was a good idea to bring this person back or if people cared or if there's any interest left in this guy or blah, 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 or questioning any of the stuff, go back and watch the beginning of this match when he comes out and listen to those people for the first no matter which which side they're on listen to those people if there was indifference nobody would have bothered to boo right it's just you don't get these kind of reactions you only get these kind of reactions if you're in a bloodline story or if you're one guy named CM Punk okay that's i'm sorry that's just where wrestling's at maybe that's an indictment of where the industry is at it it very well may be i'm not saying Puck is some amazing guy deserving of all this but he's getting it so when people are bringing him in and paying him money you can kind of understand why if you were to watch this match from as recently as a few hours ago <laughs> um so there you go that's number one number two um forget about Bret Hart 97. How about Hulk Hogan 85? Cause Jimmy, <laughs> you saw in the picture and picture, did you see him do the big boot and the leg drop? Yes, I did. As a matter of
1: fact, it's true. And he done the, the cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Punk was, I mean, and he was wearing pink. I mean, shit. He was in Canada wearing pink. Maybe he was right. hoping to get jeered, but he was, but still you're right. He
0: yeah. would have done better coming out with the Maple Leafs jersey, but yeah.
5: I'll, I'll... <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so that that right there and the energy carried throughout, people were excited to see, you know, Jay and Punk. They've done a little bit of business. If you follow either of those guys or whatever, yep. like I know, I know Jay White for sure was like posting pictures from last week, and you know, yep. you know, uh, so so they're they're either he's going into business for himself or there's a plan for these guys. Um, so that I'm was down good. for it, Vitt. I'm down oh. for that come on who wouldn't want to work with jay white Abs- right so <laughs> absolutely so <laughs> absolutely yeah so um so that was all good here's here's some i will say some nitpicks though because well not not so much nitpicks they are kind of serious actually it's just that these couldn't dampen the overall match enough to make a a, a significant difference right but um like one of the things that Jay was trying to do, and I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but he was really trying to get the ref drawn away so that they could beat the shit out of Punk in the corner and yeah, do all yeah. kinds of illegal shit to him.
0: The referee wasn't getting close enough to him.
5: Paul Turner is so fucking terrible at his job. Like, if you, if it, they're trying to do stuff and he's just not going for it, if you're a good enough like referee, panics. If you're a good enough referee and the baby faces aren't doing what they're supposed to do, I know we love the fucking FTR and they're just tag team geniuses. But as far as like getting this part of the, getting this part of the psychology down shits. Okay. And if they're not good enough to draw the ref, the ref needs to draw himself. You know what I mean? Like, if these guys aren't going to step in the ring to try to draw the ref, the ref needs to just go over to them and be like, get in the ring real quick while I come <laughs> over here. You know? So it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. So instead, there was, like, a lot of moments where, like, the heels are, like, over in the corner, like, ah, I want to I wanna gang up on him, but the ref's looking right at me and he just refuses wow. to look the other way. Like, you can really
0: see them... Um, trying to, uh, you know, yeah, you, you need to have Dax hanging over the rope and yelling at the ref, Hey, over there, look at what they're doing. And, you know, you need to have yeah. him like screaming at the ref so that the ref is yeah. looking at him. So and that Paul Turner, be cheating in the corner,
5: right? And Paul Turner is so fucking terrible that he would be like, Huh, what are they doing? And just turn yeah. around like a fucking cartoon character. Every yeah. referee in AEW sucks. They should all be fired. Yes. Like, seriously, yes. every yes. single one. Yes. Um, but uh that's what they got so i apparently none of this stuff is important and i guess in the long run for this fan base it doesn't matter because they don't know what wrestling awesome. is anyway for the most part right. so ah, you, know what? Oh, you know what Vet? I, I i gotta <laughs> yeah.
0: you know what Vet? i gotta call you on that because i don't think oh, that this so fan base is exactly the same fan base as wednesday nights I really don't. Mm. I think that they have different people watching on Saturday than they do on Wednesday. Because if if I'm watching just as a fan, right? If I if I didn't have a, if I didn't have the skirmish that I had to that I had to you know perform, I would not watch Wednesdays anymore. I would watch Saturdays that makes two of us. because. This show looks interesting, and it looks different, and it looks proper. You know, we talked. We we're talking about this main event being really good, and it was, and it was the highlight of the show. But that Andrade versus Brody King match was decent, and it was two guys who were focusing on body parts. Andrade was selling the shoulder, and he was focusing on the knee. They were doing very simplistic stuff, and even the commentary is talking about all of these matches like matches, and it's not. Chris Jericho screaming at you know Sting for no apparent fucking reason over, over a match we're trying to watch, right? They're, the commentary is serious. The, the wrestlers who are on this show seem to know what they're doing a little bit better than some of the guys on Wednesday night who just do stuff for the sake of doing stuff. Um, and I honestly think that for this audience – you might want to take shit a little more seriously. And they ought to be taking advice like what you're saying about like, get refs who are better at this because it's those little details that are actually going to allow a show like this to grow. And I know people, I know people think that that's crazy. It's not what you need. You need stars, et cetera. You need the little things to be done properly. And that's how you're going to grow your audience.
5: Well, I'm never going to tell people not to do the little things properly but you are crazy nobody cares and <laughs> yeah. i don't really see this being that different than dynamite i mean you'll see it it already slid from week one and it's going to keep sliding and eventually they're just going to bounce out you're going to have some good matches you're going to have more good matches on dynamite than collision one week and then vice versa the next week you'll see it over time it's just you know it's something slightly different so everybody's not getting the full picture yet but regardless of that um if you're a professional wrestling referee, you got to do your job. I mean, that's it. I don't well, know how much it. the fans care, but they are, you know, um, for, for people like us, it, it does make a difference. Or you, you're, what you're doing is, as good as this match is, we could be talking about how great this match is if they had yeah. done some more stuff. But the referee, as Rip Rogers always says, a, a bad ref can kill a good
0: match. Absolutely. and
5: this this ref didn't kill it because the match had too much heat going in just by the right. personalities of it but yep. jimmy what were you about to say
0: tag matches i find especially tag matches though like the referee is a big part of a tag match because yeah, the point definitely. of a heel tag team is to cheat right like you find little ways around it and if the referee sure. is staring right at the heels all night mm-hmm. like You fucked up the the whole story of it. Like, how is the heel going to cheat if you're staring right at him? You have to get distracted. And if you don't know that well enough as a ref, like you said, you take something from being potentially great to being, yeah, it was all right. Jimmy, you were saying something. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say, you know what's even worse and sad, actually, vet, the fact that Turner is their senior official. Right. Can you believe that shit? I mean, that's how bad he is. (laughs) He's the senior official. No, but yeah, they need to they need to fire every single referee one hundred percent. The problem is, funny. problem is, who you gonna who you gonna replace them with? That's, I was gonna say that, yeah, that oh, that's true. So but G right. Ball in the in yeah. the chat says, "Vet, would you ref?"
5: No, for no, for wouldn't. a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm not for, I'm not going on the road for anybody. Secondly, <laughs> fair enough. Secondly, they treat referees like second class citizens, right? Yep, and I'm not true. some kind of like you know, despite what anybody might think, I'm not some egomaniac who needs to be treated like a superstar, but I didn't want to be a wrestler in the first place. I learned to wrestle, I didn't want to be one. It was just a case of, you know, Thanos grabbing the gauntlet and saying, fine, I'll do it myself type of situation, not so much that it was my dream and I always wanted to, yeah, it wasn't that. But I'm certainly, I've seen how refs are treated and I'm not gonna be one of those guys. I'm not gonna end up like Charles Robinson crying on an episode of Hidden Treasures or anything. So, um, oh, shit. really, yeah, but re- never mind. Uh, deep cut, but the point is, referees in AEW are terrible, and if you get rid of them, they're gonna replace them with worse ones. So, we might yeah. as well just, you know, whatever. Well, just someone, someone just forward this clip to Paul Turner and let him cry <laughs> into his hands, not even knowing how to get distracted, uh, so that the heels can cheat in an in a eight man. But there was another thing, too, that Chris is talking about the hot tag. Which was okay, but here's the problem with the hot tag. CM Punk bumped everybody on the other side of the ring once before he ever made it. it so rather hot. than just keep selling and keep making it to the corner and struggling to finally get to the corner, eventually he beat up each guy a little bit before he finally made it. Which kind of, you know, the brought the, brought Ricky Stark's comeback down a little. bit. Ricky Stark's yeah. kind of made up for it. He, you know, he did good. Uh, another thing I noticed. You know, you, somebody mentioned the, the Dax and, um, I think it was you, Chris, did not you mention Dax and, uh, uh, juice in the corner for juice a in the corner? Long. Yeah. Did you notice how Dax wouldn't even blink when juice chopped him? Yeah. Like, like he, he just stood there, there. Like what an asshole can't He's even blink your eyes is. on a chop. Like you're just going to stare at him and just be like, He's Nope, my idiot. turn again. What a fucking asshole. And these two dude.
1: guys, and I'm talking about FTR, think they're such like the best they tag team do. going around. What about they the other man. one? Uh, Cash Dax, whatever the fuck. We Cash are. Cashin? Cash Cashin. Cash Cashin and Dash Dashin. Dax, and Dax, Dax, and. Dax, Dax, <laughs> yeah. Dax Cashin
5: and, you know, <laughs> Wild Wildson Wild Wild. and. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one yeah. that did a,
1: a suicide or whatever the fuck, through the middle. Right, and almost,
5: almost died? Yeah, that was yeah. not
1: do funny. that ever again, please. No flips, just like, fists,
5: unless <laughs> yeah, unless <right>. collision. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, he didn't flip. He didn't flip. Oh, he wasn't oh, supposed oh, to flip, it, but it he sure one enough one did one when he went into that. When he went into that guardrail, he ended up flipping. I'm sure he meant to just go straight out, but that's how good he is at it. You know, he he, but he's just he's just copying his his heroes in the Rock and Roll Express doing those suicidas. Like I know, I know that's what. <laughs> That, that's exactly what Ricky Morton would have done in that situation. So, um, yep. But, you know, overall, um, I think we can all agree that despite getting his hand raised, it, it wouldn't even have to do with that. It could have been Juice Robinson getting beat again. But the real star of the match was Jay White. I'm not just saying Absolutely. that because I'm his flag bearer. Everybody saw it. Like, he engineered the entire heel side he of the did, match. man. He really did. Chris pointing out the thing at the beginning. That's one of Jay White's signature moves the powder you know <laughs> you got to open he got to open with the powder so many times he's opened with the powder it's such a it's such an effective maneuver um right. so uh but you see that from him trying to and failing to engineer the heels cheating in the corner because of stupid ref um <laughs> you, you see him getting his shit in you know with the main event guy and the guy that's eventually he's probably gonna have a program with to really get over um even in a loss he knows how to get over in a loss um he's he's the star of the show but they gave him actual win here over ricky starks uh juice hit him with the left hand of god which is another signature (laughs) move quarters or not um so it gives him that out which is perfect jay white it's like yes he won except there's this other thing that we don't want to talk about it was all me it was all me jay white i did it you know (laughs) nobody else helped um and that's part of the genius of his character so heels lie and juice
1: even has improved tenfold i think the, the more as we go in every week with Juice and uh, Jay White, they, they both seem to bring each other up. And, I, and I'm loving seeing that, man. And I'm not just saying that because I've been fans, especially of Jay White, for how many years now. But I'm just happy to see him get his flowers for once, man, because he he's earned it. He deserves to be in that spotlight, man.
0: Yeah, well, I'm seeing more of what I heard about Jay White than I have seen what i heard about kenny omega in japan we'll put it that way um ah, it's true yep i haven't seen i i still haven't seen best bout machine kenny omega he's good but again like if you ask me who was the guy who really made those matches the best it was okada and not kenny omega because i still see okada having matches you still need a good dance me, partner, that, that make me shocked at how good they are just stop like, it jimmy stop
5: stop sticking
0: I'm up omega. Look, i
1: know man but before let, right.
5: let's put it this way okada put omega on the map i've said it before i'll just say it again here okada put omega on the map before before the, those matches all i ever heard about kenny omega was oh that's the guy that does the street fighter moves and then after that i heard oh that's the guy that wrestled the doll." That, kenny <laughs> well yeah but that that's what we knew him as i was like right, oh that's right, that guy true. And now I'm hearing about him as one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Where there's only one man that could make somebody think Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler in the world, and uh, he's going to give Brian Danielson a good match for the first time in how many years? I, coming I'm up tonight, I'm looking forward so. to that. That is going to be, gonna fair, be a banger. To be
0: fair, Brian Danielson and, and MJF had a really nice match. Like I really liked their uh, their. Um... They did.
5: They had a nice
0: Iron Man match. Yeah, I liked their Iron Man match, um, but yeah, like. That's why I'm looking forward to the pay per view. I don't care about anything else on this card. That is what I want to watch. Like Okada, Danielson.
5: But Kojima. <sighs>
0: That'll probably be the first
5: match of the evening.
0: Keep it, keep it, uh, keep an eye.
5: Well, uh, MJF said he's contractually going to get the first match so he can get the hell out, but uh, (laughs) maybe that'll be the second match. But keep your ears open for Kojima's entrance music because it's fucking badass regardless of what you think of him. So (laughs) enjoy that tonight.
0: I'll give it a listen. All right, guys, let's get into letter grades for the the show. I'll start. Um, I'm going to give it a B minus. It was still the best wrestling show that was on this week um by quite a bit to be honest with you too for for my tastes um they started a little weird it did seem kind of dynamite light um although still i still liked it better than dynamite even if it would have stayed with that still with with the opening couple of matches and, and segments um but it really picked up there was a couple of good matches like i said i liked andrade versus king and i really really liked this main event um and for me, that's, that's sort of where I'm going with it. It's a B minus. It was still the best wrestling show on television this week. Um, and as much as it didn't get me hyped for Forbidden Door, it does still... I, I am still very excited to be doing this review next week because I think that so far, they've kept me as a fan for this show, like for this particular show, for Collision. I wanna see what's next. Jimmy, we'll go with you next and we'll let that main event. I'll
1: say C plus. Only because I thought a lot of the show was a bit weird. And up until the main event saved it for me, right? Okay. And the Andrade match was good, sure, but eh. Right now I don't really care about what's going on there. But yeah, I'll say C plus. But they need to be careful. I mean, next week I'm hoping we, we're off to the races again. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, C-plus for me.
0: and we can finally stop talking about all of these old Japanese guys for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, vet, your turn. Well, you know, you got a B-minus
5: here, a C-plus here. If there was something in between a B-minus <laughs> and a C-plus, a, a C oh, God, I just... <laughs> that's what I would give it. Whatever that imaginary letter um, is, I, I would give it that. I think... Um, the good thing about collision after two weeks uh the show to me still has no identity as of yet it's just too early to say but what i will say is this much like dynamite or even rampage to an extent uh the, the stuff that i don't care about um it's it's like the anticipation of like oh what's next oh a scorpio sky promo well that's gonna <laughs> be over soon what's next you know like it, it doesn't really bother you to have to watch Brody King in the ring because Andrade is also in the ring. It's kind of like that. It's the a la carte principle, which I'm just going to keep putting out there uh, until it becomes a, a thing. Um, you know, so that's very much what I get with this show. I'm always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, without, without being completely unable to savor what's come before, if it was good. Like, I didn't just forget about something that was good. I'm thinking about it later, like, yeah, that was pretty good. But the stuff that's not that good, I can quickly move on and anticipate the next thing. And I think that's a good thing for any kind of TV show, uh, regardless of the genre of TV show. Keeping you wanting to see the next thing that's about to happen is the ultimate goal of any program, is it not, guys?
0: No, that seems to be the point, absolutely um all right so it was a pretty decent show it was it was a good wrestling show it could have been better for sure but um but we all seem to like it go ahead jimmy
1: well i was gonna say before we do go i don't know how much time you guys have but should we do uh predictions for forbidden door before we go or do you think we just ended here
0: i i i I guess we could do predictions um (laughs) real quick jimmy tell us tell us what the card is and we will run through predictions and i mean run through them cuz i'm ending this before 2 um, hours is up
1: yeah look we don't have to do it it's all good i mean maybe i'll do a separate show for that anyway i mean it's all good at the end of the day i don't know how many people really care but fans
5: fans can predict their own winners and yeah, losers yeah let them predict okay. it's all good don't worry it's i was just putting it out there
1: yeah,
0: you know what? You know what's gonna happen? There's gonna be a bunch of Japanese guys who have matches where they're where they're really awkward and they can't move around because it's a bunch of old Japanese <laughs> guys. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not gonna mean anything in the long run. No storylines will be pushed forward, and we will see an excellent, excellent, excellent fucking match between Okada and and Brian Danielson.
1: That is Okada will prediction. win.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, he should. Um, that's that's my prediction. Anyway, um, Jimmy, tell the people where they can find you.
1: Well, you can find me right here at, on ChannelAttitude.com where we talk not just uh, about collision and we you know sift through the wreckage after the collision. I like that saying, actually, Chris. That's a good one. Uh, but you can also find me at the PWC Network where you can find all our other shows where we report on Raw, SmackDown, Everything pretty much in professional wrestling, and please like and subscribe at com, where you can also find our affiliate shows. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects, and you can also follow us at the PWC Network. And that's about it.
0: Awesome. Well, ditto for me basically, that where can the people find you?
5: Well, I said I'm going to keep it short, so I will. You can find me at opinion however where I'm about to go right after we get off of here. So. Go ahead and follow me there and uh, watch me get into a fight in the streets.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, street nice. fight. Wow. Wow. I bet you it'll be better than the whatever the parking lot brawl was between Jericho and Roddy Strong, who disappeared since then, because that's what AEW does. Um, anyway, <laughs> tune in next week. We'll be on at the same time, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, Central Time, Uh for the aftermath of the collision, you can help us sift through the wreckage. Good night, goodbye, thanks everybody, Olay.
1: <laughs> See you.